And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me on jrootradio.com. Now, for those of you who are new listeners, here's how we start the show by telling you that what we do here, we try to learn and to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. I am not stopping to talk about being mevatar. I know I, I've done several weeks about this, and we talk about being mevatar, letting it go, letting it go, letting it go. About Greenfield, it's so easy to say, but at the end of the day, there are things that drive me absolutely nuts about my husband or my wife. This is what I'm hearing again and again and again. Kol hamevater al midosav mavirin lo kol pishaav. Anybody who lets go of their strifes, their their upsetness at their spouse, at anybody, you let go of your of your of your hakpada, meaning that you you just you just you're so upset, you're so upset, you're gonna let it go. If you let it go then they will let go all of your sins. It's such an opportunity. You know, those of us who are saying slichot today, by the way, Sfardim, Ashkenaz, makes a difference. Everybody's saying slichot, right? So what is like the main theme? <coughs> Excuse me, we always hear this. We always hear this. And that is, Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, V'chanun, Erech, Apayim, V'rav, Chesed, V'yemes. Hashem, Hashem, Kel. Hashem is Rachum, V'chanun, kind and merciful. You know, we're asking Hashem, Hashem, just, just let us go. Okay, we did a lot of Averot. Just, you know, just, just give me another chance. Here's a tool. Here's a skill. Let go in your own house. Let go. Let go, men. Let go of your akpato. Don't be so upset at your wives. Let it go. Control yourselves, ladies. Don't be so upset at your husbands. Let it go. Let it go. <clears throat> Do I always have to let go? No, you, of course you don't always have to let go. Sometimes there are times where, okay, you need to negotiate. But I'm telling you now, it's far and few in between. If this happening on a daily basis... Even like a constant basis, it should not be happening in your house. Let it go. Now, okay, okay, Rabbi, we hear this from you. We're not saying that, but it's so hard. It's so hard. Sometimes it's so, so, so difficult. So I'm giving you tools. I'm, this, is, you know, this show is not about, okay, let's feel good about it. And it's right. Wow, you're so right. Let's, let's get down to business. Lemaisa, what do you want us to do? I'm telling you exactly what to do. I'm not I'm giving you question marks here. I'm not saying to you, okay, be mevater, it's so important, shalom is so important. We know all this. Tachlis, what should we do? I'm telling you what to do. Number one, give yourself time. I'm telling you, you don't understand how important that is. I, I, I'm not just telling it to you from, a, from experience, from the psych- psychological end of it. I'm telling it to you because I see I see how it works. I see how it works. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch me to work with a lot of couples. And I see, I see on a regular basis how time, people come in, oh, my husband needs anger management. Major anger management issues. Major anger management issues. I hear from, I hear from, from husbands also about wives. Major anger management. They usually hear, they hear from the women complaining about their husbands, that their husbands have major anger management issues. But it could work both ways. But in any case, I say, okay, no problem. Here's our first tool. This week, this is what we're going to do. Next time you get upset, before you react, you're going to give yourself time. You're going to walk out. You're going to say, I, 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 I just need to leave right now. You're going to walk out. You're going to distract yourself, and you're going to give time. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to take a walk. You're going to, because your brain right now is in defense zone. It is being defensive, and the way you cope with your hurt is through anger. That's how you project it. And the reason you're projecting it that way is because that's 
maybe what you saw in your house when you grew up, or maybe it's something that you saw your teachers do, or your mentors do, or your rabbis do, chas v'shalom, God forbid, or something you just picked up on the street, I don't know where you got it from, or your personality. I, I, I wouldn't call it a disorder. I, I really wouldn't call it a disorder. <laughs> there is, you know, I don't think it's in DSM. The psychiatrists are all listening to this, and if, if you disagree with me, no problem. Give me a call here and tell me how it's actually in the, dis, in the DSM, anger. Anger is something that's built into our personality. It's, it's a defense mechanism that's trying to protect us. Well, it doesn't work. It only creates toxicity, toxicity in the marriage. It's not good. Anger is never good, never good. So give yourself time. Number one, give yourself that time. I'm telling you, you'll see. It changes lives. That time, I say usually an hour. An hour is so much. You can't do an hour. Go half an hour. You'll see you'll calm down. As I say, number one, number two, distract yourself. Do something else when your wife upsets you. Do something else when your husband says, go do something else. Tell I have to walk. I have to go right now. Now is not a good time to discuss this. It's not a good time. When are we going to We'll discuss it later. We'll discuss it at night. We'll discuss it in the morning. We'll go to sleep. That's number two. Number three, number three, down the kafschus. Dan lekafschus, yes. And that means judge your husband favorably, judge your wife favorably. So important, right? Easy to say. Of course it's easy to say. What do you mean judge him favorably? I know why he didn't leave me money because he doesn't care about me. I know why he, does, he came late because he doesn't really care. If he would care, he would come on time. How many times did I ask him? But for his boss, he'd come. For his friends, he'd come. If his friends have a barbecue, he'd run over, right? But for me, I'm last on his list. Beat down the kafschus. Beat down the kafschus. Judge him favorably. Maybe something happened. Maybe he really wanted to do it. You can't do that right away. When the impasse happens, when the gridlock's there initially, I'm telling you from experience, you cannot do it. That's why you need time. You need time to calm down. This is the way HaKadosh Baruch built us. Right? You, you want to be mavater, but you can't. Okay, so give yourself time. Number one. Number two. Okay, so the two is, is, is distract yourself. Number three is beat down the kafschus. Judge him or her favorably. Try to let it go. If you really can't let it go, I'm telling you, if you really can't let it go, chances are you still have your hats on. You're probably still hungry. Maybe you're angry, maybe you're ang angry or, t or stressed about something else that happened to you today. There's a whole context. People are annoyed, are annoyed you today and subconsciously you're displacing your anger on your wife or your husband or your children. Yes, your children, Nebuch, are getting the heat for something they never did, but you're going to be so upset at them because they're not going to sleep on time or they're not listening to you or they're not doing well on the test or they're not fill in the blank. Or, or what? Or maybe you are tired, so go to sleep. Or you're stressed or something else. Maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe your hormones are not balanced properly. There could be physiological issues. That's probably what's preventing you from being mavatar and letting it go. No, it was an atom bomb. I hear from people, an atom bomb, atom bomb. You say atom bombs, you, you can't let go. Atom bombs don't happen always. I'm telling you, they don't happen always. If, they're ha if you're constantly having atom bombs in your house, constantly, I'm talking about like, constantly where your husband's like, you know, making fun of you. He, he's, 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 he's cursing at you, you know, um, abusing you emotionally. I'm talking about real, it's the case. Okay, then you have a problem. Okay, then you have a problem. Something's going on. There's a reason he's doing that. I'm not saying he's justified. Of course it's unacceptable. Of course it's unacceptable. These things are not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But, okay, so you have to, maybe you need to get help. But the point of the matter is, in a normal marriage, there are impasses, especially before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us opportunities, opportunities for Teshuvah.
You hear this? Opportunities for Teshuvah. That's what it is. Akash Baruch is giving us an opportunity to do Teshuvah. So when your husband is driving you absolutely insane, he doesn't do that all the time. Something happened. And you can't, you can't believe it. You can't believe one of the pirates. I talk about it, right? Pet peeve, insult, request you asked, attention you're not getting, Torah issue, expectation. It's a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. No, it's, that is not a test. But this is what you have to think to yourself. This is a test. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you a test. Hashem is giving you a test to allow you to completely have a lot, if not all, of your Averot completely wiped out. Wiped slate. There's a delete button. And you know what? Without punishments, possibly. Yeah. Possibly without punishments. How? Hashem tested you. Let's see if you'll be mavata. Let's see if you if you let it go. So I'm asking all of you today. How are your map? Are you working out? Are you working out? Are you working out your mavata muscles? Are, are you letting it go? Because I am telling you the opportunity is there. You know it's there. Okay. So we spoke about those those skills and tools. We spoke about it two weeks ago. Last week, Shalim Kippur is coming up. I'm gonna give. Possibly, if I have some time today, an opportunity for, for people to send me some feedback. By the way, here the the live jrootradio.com text number is 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And later on in the show, I hope I will have time to take phone calls. 718-683-5858. So you could get ready for that for soon. But first, I want to talk about something, another way, another way to be mevater, to let it go. And I don't, I, again, at this point, I think we're all on the same page now. What I mean by that, I think we all realize how important it is to be mevater. We all realize how, how critical it is to let go. By the way, letting go doesn't mean, okay, fine, it's okay, and you're seething all day. That's not letting go. Letting go is to really internally let go of the anger, of the hurt, or whatever it is, and see things possibly a different way, right? That's what we're all saying, right? That's what we're going to say on Rosh Hashanah, right? In a book of life, bracha, blessing, and shalom, peace. That should be a priority for you. If it's not a priority for you, by the way, let's really let's push up our priority for those of you who are married for shalom bias. And Shalom Bayis, by the way, of course, I'm talking about marriage, but it's also with the children. It really is also with the children. And those of you are listening to me and thinking, oh, I beg you feel like I try, but you should speak to my husband or you should speak to my wife. Let's start with ourselves, and you're going to see that Ezrat Hashem, God's help, it'll trickle down to your husband, to your wife, to the children. So here we are before Rosh Hashanah. And here we are talking about being Mavata. So, by Greenfield, any other ideas? Yes, I do. I have a tremendous, tremendous idea for you. You know, when I speak about the perfect ingredients for a marriage, so I always talk about the following three letters. P-F-N. P stands for prevention. F stands for foregoing. And N stands for negotiation, right? So today, I want to focus on P, prevention. I want to tell you, if you plug into the world of prevention, you're going to see, you're going to see that all your Mavater tests, all your Mavater challenges, the letting go challenges, right? Letting go in your house, with your wife, with your husband, it becomes so much easier. It's it's easier, right? Like I'm asking you to be Mavater. Like I, sometimes I, I feel like I'm asking people to, you know, to, uh, to ski down the mountain 
without without skis, you know, with shoes. Like, how am I supposed to do it? I'm going to fall. I, I can't do it, right? Or to lift the car. Like, lift the car. Go ahead, lift the car. But if I'm going to give you a jack to lift the car, now it's easier, right? So I'm giving you another jack today. Today's jack is going to be what is going to be prevention. Now, I, again, this is Torah-based. We're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not hanging my code here on, on, you know, on the rack of psychology. Not that we're not integrating psychology. Not that we're not using, discussing, and trying to, to guide you with a lot of, you know, the models out there, the theories out there, etc. A lot of great stuff. But at the end of the day, the basis is the Torah. The Rambam we spoke last week speaks about the mission for the wife, the mission for the husband. Now, what he's really talking is about prevention. I'm telling you, he's talking about prevention. He's talking about how to prevent all the machlokas in your house. But he's saying, you know, what he's saying in essence is, is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, which basically means that if you do what the Rambam's saying, you'll see it's going to prevent a lot of the machloket, a lot of the fights. So he tells the ladies, he says to them, he's, Ramam writes, and you can look it up in Lilchasishis. I don't have the parak and the sift today, but you can text me later on. You can look it up yourself. Easy to find in Lilchasishis. That what? That the directive for the woman is what? To treat her husband like a king. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so people who didn't hear this show last week were like, are you serious? Maybe like, slave away? Like, yes, my master? No, not yes, my master. But he says, he does say this, treat your husband like a king. So is that what marriage is all about? No, that's not what marriage is all about. Marriage is, that, is a dichotomy. It's a give and take on both ends because when he speaks to the men, he tells the men, respect your wife more than yourself. Right? So king doesn't sorry, do that with his, with, 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 with his nation. And he says to, his, to the men, you should love your wife. So first let's discuss what the Ramam is saying as far as treating your husband like a king. This does not mean that, yes, master, whatever you want, your highness, that's not what it means. But what it does mean, in practical terms, ladies, is, and here's a tool, is at least for a certain period of time during the day, I'm not saying the whole day, okay? Obviously, you have a lot of needs yourself. Of course, of course, and you deserve the, your needs the same way he deserves his needs. But you know what? For part of the day, let him feel like a king. I'm not saying this. Drama, I'm not saying this. That what? Let him feel like a king. I'm going to give you now a real tool. And you'll see if you allow your husband, who's an achievement-based person, okay? Achievement-based person. These, these are people. These are, these are individuals who they, they thrive through feeling achieved. Many of their days, your husbands, they don't necessarily feel achieved. So if your husband's having a great day, he'll come home. He's happy. He's good. Oh, everything is good. Baruch Hashem. Right? So Baba. But if he didn't have a good day, okay, then the wrath comes out, right? So I'm giving you a trick here. It's not my trick. The Ramam says, treat your husband like a king. At least when he comes home, I'm saying, for a period of time, a small period of time during the day, let him feel like a king. Let your husband feel like a king. After that, you'll see you're empowering him to give you what you need. Yes. Came up, Baruch Hashem, with a lot of siyat with an acronym. Have your husband feel great. Let him feel great. G-R-E-A-T. Let him feel great. How, how, how does my husband feel great? I try to make him happy, but what am I to do? Let me tell you. Let's start with the G. The G for having your husband feel great, treating him like a king, the Ramam says, at least for a period of time, is when your husband comes home, whenever, 
And I know some of you are so busy, like now you're listening to me, you're getting ready for Shabbos, you might be in a car somewhere, I don't know where you are, but tell, or you're shopping for Shabbos. But I'll tell you one thing, I know how busy you are. Not all of you, but I would say most of you are very, very, very busy, especially if you have big families, Rosh Hashanah's come, and the children, those of you who have children, if you have a lot of children, it only makes matters more complex because you have so much more to do and every child needs individual attention. And this one has to go to the doctor. And this one doesn't have a notebook. And this one is, doesn't have a chavrusa. And this one, every child has an issue. And ladies, you got to do the laundry. And you got to clean the house. Those of you who have household help, Baruch Hashem, you're still very busy. You're still very, very busy. So it's very, very hard to do what I'm about to talk, tell you. But I'm telling you, it'll empower, you know, I always say, either do it for Hashem, do it for your husband, or do it for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're empowering your husband to allow him to give you what you need. G, greet him. I greet my husband all the time, Rebbe Greenfield, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about just greet him. Stop everything you're doing. Stop everything you're doing. Go over to your husband. When he comes home, I can't tell you how important it is for men. And men who listen to this, I'm sure I, I like, yeah, Robert Greenfield, yeah, you got it. Ladies, I know you're busy. I, I feel bad asking you this. I'm just telling you this because this is what's going to work. Greet your husband when they come home. Yes, when they come home, I know the house is flying. But stop everything. I don't know when he's coming home. He says, hello. Go downstairs. You're on the phone. You can get off the phone. There's nothing to say. My husband's here. Remember priorities. There's nothing more important than your husband, and men, there's nothing more important than your wives, other than a Kaddish Baruch Hu. There really is, and your children, obviously. But that's it. That's it. Not your boss, not your friend, not, not the money, not anything else. Nothing as important as your spouse. Nothing. Nothing. So the point is, everything stops. Your husband comes home. I, I know it's hard. I'll tell you how to do it, ladies. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. I'm telling you what works. Stop everything. Go down to your husband. It's so nice to see you. That's it. Just nice to see you. Not a whole shalom. You want a shalom aleichem? You want to give him affection? That's even better. But you know what? Just to say, I'm so happy to see you. And you just validated his day. And now he feels like a mensch. He worked very hard. Or if he didn't work, he was in kolel. He was learning. He was learning Torah. Why was he learning Torah? He could go out to work. Your husband's around kolel. They can go out to work. But he's learning Torah, he's giving you schosim, he's giving you merit, he's giving the whole family merit by, by learning. So I'm so happy to see you, it's great to see you. Oh, that's it, someone's happy to see me. Right? My, my boss wasn't happy, my chavrusa wasn't happy, my this wasn't happy, my wife was happy. Okay, I feel like I'm a something. That's, that's important for a man. But I'm so busy, Rabbi Greenfield, how am I supposed to do it? In the middle of the kids, in the middle of the laundry, middle of everything. Or I'm stressed, you know, if you're stressed, you can come over to your husband and say to him, I am so stressed today, but it's so nice to see you. You could say you're stressed. At least he'll know you're stressed. Fine. So you can also, of course, you need to be validated, ladies. Of course, it's important. It's critical. But I'm telling you what works. The Rambam says, treat your husband like a king. That's step one just for a small period of time. Gee, greet him. If it's possible. If it's possible. This is something I, I, I you know, should I say it? Should I not say it? I'm going to say it because I'm telling you it's important for every man out there. Men complain about this. To put yourself together, whatever level it is, whatever level it is, it'll mean a tremendous difference for your husband. It'll mean tremendous for your husband that he comes home, he doesn't see his wife necessarily, you know, looking like 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 shmata. I'm sorry for using that term. I'm sorry for using that term, but it makes a very big difference for your husband. If you're not doing it for your husband, do it for yourself. I'm telling you, it'll make a difference, ladies. You put yourself together for your for for for, for your husbands. It'll it will make a difference. I'm telling you, lemaisa. It'll make a difference for your husband when he comes home and he sees that you're put together. For him, it makes a difference. 
So the point of the matter is, it'll make a difference. Greet him. It's very important. Very, very important. At least greet him. At least to, to greet him is very important. And you'll see it's going to empower him. Next is the R. Now the R is a word that I know it's going to sound strange at first. I know it's going to sound very strange. And you're going to be like, Brother Greenfield, what do you mean by that? I, I, I don't... I don't hold my husband down. Like, uh, to, 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 I don't lock him up. I, I don't put him in jail. But your husband, ladies, he, most husbands, I would say, not all husbands, but most husbands, and at least the ones that I, I see all the time, say this, I feel like my wife is so demanding. My wife wants this. She wants that. She wants other things. So, okay, fine. So why don't you just do what she asks? Just do it. Okay, so there are control issues, there psychological challenges, etc. But many, if not most, men feel like, okay, I'm going to come home now. My wife doesn't want this. She doesn't want that. She wants me to help with the kids. I want to help. I do want to help. But she doesn't want the other thing. And the other thing, it's like, I, 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 feel, I feel like, like huffed. Are release. 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 Let him, give him a feeling at least for, and of course you need help, but at least for like five minutes, ten minutes, let him go into his cave. Because he's, A, he's going to go anyways. He's going to go anyways. At least if you work it out before and you give him ten minutes of cave time, 15 minutes of cave, five minutes of cave time, whatever minutes of cave time, so he could come home and he could just relax. Of course, men, if it doesn't work out, maybe do it in your car before you come into the house. Relax a little bit. But ladies who are listening to this, if you could work this out, it'll mean a tremendous thing for your husband. The fact that he knows he could just relax a little bit. I know a lot of your husbands take advantage of this, but if it's done in a structured way, so you got the G, you're greeting him. Number R, R you're, you're releasing him from that. That, that, that as if he feels that bond or let him are relax. So if he, I mean, I also need to relax. Yes, of course you need to relax. But if he, especially the, the, the women whose husbands are working very hard, very pressured and stressed with bills, you know, who's not working hard? The point of the matter is let him relax. Let him relax a little bit. Release him from that feeling. Let him relax. You'll see it'll make a very big difference. Durambam says, treat him like a king. Not the whole day, but give him that, that time. Then, after that, E, we put E. E is eat. <laughs> I mean, of course, eat. Eat, if you can eat together with your husband, sit together with him and eat with him. I am telling you, most, if not a lot of husbands, and I've seen it make a difference, Ramam says, treat him like a king. Is it so important? Like, come on, Rabbi Greenfield. Yes, it's important. If you can serve your husband, sure, he could go to the refrigerator, he could get this himself, he could get that himself. But if you can serve your husband, it'll give him that feeling like, wow, you know, I feel like I'm a something. I feel like I'm a something. How many men, I, I've seen that their wives, you know, okay, whatever, they slapped on some, some food on the table and they said, yeah, you need a fork, go get it yourself. You need this, go get, get it yourself. And the truth of the matter is they're right because they worked hard the whole day themselves. But you know what? If they're serving their husbands, as hard as it is, ladies, it'll make a tremendous difference. He feels like a king if you serve your husband, especially if it comes from a house that his parent, that his that his mother served his father. But many times, or I say almost all the time, it means a lot for your husbands. Next is the A, and that is what that is. A stands for something that you need also. But in the beginning, just give it to him, give him the attention, right? Give him the attention. Listen to him. Let him gripe. Let him let him let him let it out of his system. Let him talk to you a little bit. Give him the attention, and then after you give him the attention, T, thanks. Give him thanks. Your husbands are working very hard. If they're not working very hard, they're in kolel. If they're not in kolel and they're not working very hard, that means maybe they can't find jobs. Maybe they're, they're struggling. They still need the thanks because they feel like losers, for, for lack of a better word. That's what they feel like. So if, if a man 
who's an achievement-based person who needs to feel what? Man needs to feel achieved. If you give him the thanks, say, you know what? Thank you so, thank you so much for working so hard for our family. It really is very important. I appreciate it. Thank you for working hard. You know how many men don't feel appreciated for working for their families? They feel their wives are also complaining, 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 but they don't appreciate that they're working hard for their families or that they're in COLA learning for the families. It's so important. So again, Jiva greet. R is the relax. Let him relax into his cave, right? Release him from what he feels is bondage. was ridiculous for me to say this, but so many men who I speak to always tell me the same thing. I, I feel like uh, my wife wants this, my wife wants that, my wife wants the other thing. Uh, just uh, laz up, laz up. Uh, give me some time. Let, let me relax a little bit. Yes, you deserve some relaxation time. It's, uh, but obviously you have, you have obligations for your wife. Yes, she's, she's right for demanding. But if you could give him that relaxation time, work it out. Not that he goes to his cave every night. So G, greet. If you could put yourself together before that, it'll make a tremendous difference for your husbands. R, R is allow him to relax. E, is what E stands for eat with him. If you can serve him, that'd be great. Prepare food, right? The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I see it. It is true. It is true, definitely, with couples at work, for sure. And A, give him the attention, listen to him, and T, thank him. Now, this is all very nice. And some of you might be saying to yourself, I do this all the time. Well, you know what? We can always do better. I'm, t I'm telling you, we can always do better. We can always do better. Always do better. That's number one. Number two, the other piece over here that I want to tell you is that, okay, sounds great, but how about my husband? Doesn't my husband have like, I mean, yes, of course your husband has obligations, and of course you have primary needs that need to be met, and of course the Ramam speaks about it. The Ramam says that the husband, your husband should respect you ladies more than he respects himself, and we spoke about this last week, meaning that he has to be mevater just because he wouldn't do it doesn't mean that, you, that you're the same, or just because he would do it, doesn't mean that you're the same. So he can't get upset at you for certain things that he would do or he wouldn't do. He has to let go and respect you more than he respects himself. And then what I want to talk about today is what is none other than Ahava, giving the love, the love, the Ahava to your wife. So that's, that's very, very, very important. Not for me. The Rambam. The Rambam says it, right? You have to you have chiv, to chiv to give obligation to give love to your wife. So, so what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, I feel loved my husband. I feel we're not emotionally connected. I just don't feel happy. Or I feel happy, but I, I could feel much more loved emotionally by my, my husband. How do we get there? So like this. Listen to this. There is an extremely, extremely popular book out there, and I'm not saying you should go out and get it. It's not written by uh, Talmud Chacham, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's a book that has been very, very popular. Um, the book is called as follows. What's the name of the book? The name of the book is, let me see if I can find the name over here exactly. Yeah. It's called... The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. It's by Dr. Gary Chapman. This is one of the most popular self-help books out there. I say popular, I can tell you, bestseller. Millions of people have bought this book. The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. So what's the big secret of this book? This guy, Dr. Gary Chapman, who's, who's a devout Catholic of Hulu, and he, he came up with this book. What secrets does he have? 
there, there really are no secrets. There are no secrets, and I'm not saying it's not a good book. It has some very pivotal points there, very pivotal points. But we have to understand that we, we know this. We know this in the Torah. Maybe that's where he got it from. I don't know. But you know what? We know this from the Torah. We know the five, we already know about the five love languages. We know that it exists and we know that it's true. And I want to go through them because honestly, you know, feeling loved is not only a, not only a, a need for a woman. Feeling loved is a, is, a, is, a, is a need for a man as well. A man's primary need might be to feel achieved, but his secondary need is to feel loved. And many men's primary need is to feel loved. Yeah, I've seen a lot of exceptions. Many men. So feeling loved is very, very important. Very, very important. So the question is, what's the love language? What's what's the language? What's the way to connect? Which to say, I love you. I care about you. I think you're wonderful. Maybe that doesn't work in your house. I love you. Love you. Love you. I heard it a million times. Thank you very much. What have you done for me lately? That's the question that people ask, right? Well, maybe they need something else. Maybe maybe that doesn't work. So let's talk about these five. Let's. Break them down. It's really not not my tire. It's not. It's that Dr. Gary Chapman. Five love languages. But I want to tell you a very important thing before we discuss this. Two things. Number one, this is not exclusive. It's not exclusive. What I mean by that is there are the, there are other love languages as well. I've seen it. We can talk about it in other shows. But um, I will tell you that it's not exclusive. There 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 are other ones. That's number one. Number two. It's not divisive. What I mean by that is, and this is where I, with, I argue, but this is where, where I dingzach with Dr. Chapman. And that is like this, and this is my experience, that 1,000%, it, not, it's not just primary and secondary. He says it's primary love and the secondary love. Everything counts. All the things that I'm going to talk about right now counts. Some might speak to you more than others. And the way you can tell if it speaks to you more than others is if this is the way you show your love to your spouse. If you're a person who just gives gifts all the time to your spouse, gives gifts and gifts and gifts, so maybe for you it's important to get gifts, and that's why you're giving gifts. right? If you're writing love notes to your spouse, maybe for you it's important. So that's why I say spouses, see how your spouse is connecting to you. Are they doing one of these five things, well, that maybe that means a lot to them. So it's not div- it's not divisive, meaning it's not like this is, you know, there's only two, two of them and that's it. They're all very important. And another thing I want to say, the one of them is I feel for sure is the most important, unquestionably so, in I would say 95% of the cases, 95% of the cases. And, and now... You might say, but I mean, this, is, this one is very important for me. This, this language is very, very important for me. Well, this particular piece of Dr. Gary Chapman, what he says, is very important for me. It might be important for you because you're not getting it. You're getting everything else. But if you wouldn't get the other ones, you're going to see that the other ones are going to suddenly become important to you. You see what I'm saying? It's like what we don't get, that's what, that's what we feel. That's what we feel. Okay. Number one. Of the five love languages, this is taken from Dr. Gary Chapman, right? Best-selling book. And I think it is a very, very powerful book. But listen, right now, I would say, it might not be for every, it might not be for every crowd. Yeah, I don't know necessarily you should go out and get it. I don't know if it's, if, if it's appropriate for everybody. But nothing wrong with it. But the point of the matter is, I think we're going to cover the basics over here. Number one, words of affirmation. That's what he calls words of affirmation. What this really is, Words of affirmation, when he speaks about it, mostly he's talking about appreciation. We know it as a karsatov. Talk to other parts, talk about mitzvah of Bikurim. So important. To appreciate. Appreciate. I can't tell you how important men who are listening to this. 
you go home tonight. Tell your wife the following, the, the following sentence. Say, say to her, and say it in a genuine way. If you can't say it in a genuine way, don't say it. But say it in a genuine way. Say to your wife, I just want to tell you, I don't know how you do everything that you do. I don't know how you do everything you do. Plug into what she does. Think of what she does. And she's so, 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 so busy. I could tell you, almost all women today are so, so, so busy. Oh, even grandmothers. <laughs> grandmothers as well. Very, very busy. I don't know how they do everything they do. So tell that to your wife. Tell that to your wife. You'll see it'll mean so much for her. Just the fact that you appreciate her. She's going to feel loved. Now, you might not feel loved. You might feel appreciated, period. Validated, achieved. But she's going to feel loved. You see? Very, very important. Words of affirmation. Hakarasatov. That meant a lot to me. I'm thinking about you. Um, what's going on? Words of affirmation. That's the first piece here of the first segment of what he, he calls the five love languages, we know it as, we, we know it where it really stems from, thank you, which is Akar Satov. The Torah tells us about Akar Satov and how important it is. It's important, and it's funny, because the relationship between us and our spouse, it's in, in a way, that's like a, like a carbon copy, in a way, of the relationship we're supposed to have with Hashem. Akar Satov for Kadesh Baruch Hu. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for everything. Thank you for letting me wake up. Thank you, for, thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my opportunities. Thank you for everything. So that's the first piece. Now, this might talk to you. It might talk to your wife. It might talk to your husband. You're not giving them appreciation. Well, he knows I appreciate him. She knows I appreciate They don't know. Say it. Say it. Say it. I'm telling you, it makes a big difference. Next, acts of service. <laughs> oh, we have so much to talk about. Look at the clock. There's so much to talk about. I don't know if we have time for phone calls. I, I hope we are going to have time for phone calls and texts. We'll see. Acts of service. Acts of service, you know, there's an old saying, actions speak louder than words. For some people, Gary Chapman writes, this is particularly true of love. If acts of service is your spouse's primary love language, nothing will speak more deeply to him or her emotionally than simple acts of service. You can tell me I love you from today until tomorrow. What have you done for me lately? Did you help me? I need help, a little help. Not a lot, a little help. If you can help me, help me clear the table. If you can help me with the kids. If you can help me. Not that you're demanding, but you're appreciating. And that, that when it happens, this is also very important, by the way. This is all very nice of me to talk about this. But if you don't have Hakar Satov, Hakar Satov for, for your husband or your wife, changing modes a little bit, you know, giving you what you need, it's not going to work. You need you need a curse of for that curse of You know what I'm saying? Thank you for appreciating me. Wow, it's nice that you find that. Not finally, it's nice that you appreciate. It makes a big difference that you appreciate me. Wow, it's nice to hear appreciation. Yeah, it's important to you, especially for your husbands. That makes me happy. Not just thank you. That makes me happy. Okay. So acts of service, very important acts of service. Okay. Next. 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 So right. So so that's what I'm saying. For some of you, if you see that your your wife, your husband, he's doing things for you, doing things, doing things, doing things, maybe it's important for him that you do things for him or for her. And that's going to make a big difference in your relationship. They're going to feel loved by that. Next, receiving gifts. What's this, bribery? It's not bribery. Receiving gifts, when you give a gift... That's a certain selfless act. It means you're, you're, you're giving of yourself. You're giving your money. You're giving something you worked on. You thought about it. You're giving a gift. doesn't have to be an expensive gift, by the way. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift. I'm telling you it doesn't. Oh, you don't know my wife. No, no, I'm telling you it doesn't have to be an expensive gift. People are going to say, right? It doesn't have to be an expensive gift. 
a simple gift, a nice gift, a gift to your spouse could mean a lot to them. Maybe that's, that speaks their language. This is a, this is a Jewish trade. Absolutely is a Jewish trade. What do you think a carbon is? Right? Carbon. We're giving of ourselves back in those days, right? The, every, your whole, everything you own was all your animals, agriculture, society. You're coming, you're giving your animal. That's what they say, giving it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? And what it is, what's the word of carbon? It's mikarev. It brings you closer to Hashem because by me giving, have, right? Ahava, the showers of the word Ahava, have giving, I feel closer to you right now because I gave a piece of myself to you. So I feel closer to you. I feel closer because I give. That's the way it works, right? You ever go to your mother's house? She says, oh, here, come, let me give you some food. She's happier than you are. She really is because she's giving you what she sees that you're enjoying. She, she feels connected, right? She feels connected. So this is important. So gifts is not, not a small thing. Gifts, this is very important, especially, by the way, now before Yom Tif, men, before Yom Tif, it is important, possibly an obligation for us to buy something for our wives, a piece of clothing, yeah, for our wives before Yom Tif, very, very important. If you can't afford it, at least something, something, something. You can't buy her a whole outfit. Maybe something, a piece, some article of clothing that's going to make her happy. She has an obligation on Yom Tif, to be happy on Yom Tif. How is she supposed to do that? By drinking and eating? That doesn't do it for her. For most women, even if, even if, even if it does a little bit. It, it's not, you know, for women, it's important for them to, to feel good about themselves, to dress nicely. It's a chiyah for us, yeah, to buy, to buy, buy clothing for our wives. Right, it's getting late already, right? I mean, think about it. Roshana, Yom Kippur, Sukkot is right around the corner. Roshana's Yom Tif also. Very important. If we could take our wives out, maybe buy them something, give them some money, if, if we have something, something, you know? So receiving gifts is, 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 is a big one. It's a big one. By the way, it, it, this I see mostly by women, that, it, that, that the men, women complain, I don't get anything from my husband. And by the way, if you have your anniversary or your birthday coming up, there's nothing wrong with saying to your husband, by the way, I just want to remind you, I know you probably remember anyways, but my birthday is coming up. You know, he should remember himself. Men don't remember. They don't remember. They don't remember. Not all men, but many times they don't remember. So give them the reminder instead of being upset. It'll make me really happy. You don't have to, but it'll make me really happy if, like, doesn't know what to get you. You could say to him, it'll make me very happy if you get me A, B, C, D, if you can afford it. If not, it's okay. It's okay. Even a card would do, right? Okay. So that's that. And then we have the next one. The next one, the next one, the next one, and this is very important, <laughs> very important, and I would say this is probably the most important. From all, from all the love languages, I would say this is the most important, and that is the fourth, I believe, love language, Dr. Gary Chapman, quality time, quality time. Quality time, I think, I don't think, I know, is important in every relationship. In every relationship, it's important. Maybe gifts don't talk to you. Maybe help doesn't talk to you. But quality time is, is pivotal. And for those of you who are thinking, no, I don't need his time. First of all, I can't believe you're actually saying this. But if you, if you are saying this, I don't need his time, I don't need her time, I'm telling you, you do. You do. You need the time. You don't realize the time. You need to connect because you have things on your heart that you need validated. You want to speak about. You want to hear about his day. You want to be here about her day. Usually it's more the women who are wanting to hear about the men's days. And that's how they feel connected. They just want to feel, after they hear what's, what happened in his day, you, you hear what, how, how was your day? Oh, it was good. Tell me a little bit. No, it was good. Well, maybe right now they need their cave. Maybe they need to feel great, like we said before, right? Maybe they need their cave time. But afterwards, give your wife time. Give your wife time. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Right? Say, Rosh Hashanah. 
speak about not sleeping on Rosh Hashanah, right? You can't sleep on Rosh Hashanah. I'm not saying you can't, you know, different sheets is whatever it is. But, you know, it's written, it's written, Yoshev Batel Kiyashandami. You know what that means? If you're sitting and doing nothing, it's like you're sleeping. Spending time with your wife is not not doing anything. Spending time with your wife is doing a lot. You're accomplishing a lot. That's definitely something you could do on Rosh Hashanah. Spending some quality time with your wife. Believe you me, a Baruch wants it. Take a walk with her. It's nice weather. Spend some time with her. Give her the quality time. Rosh Hashanah, you feel all your phones are not on. It's a great time, right? And during the week, of course, during the week to give your wife quality time. Let her feel like you care about her. But And here's the, here's the piece about quality time, by the way. I have some stories about quality time, huh? but you know, I, have time for, I don't have time for, to give you the, the, the time to speak about these stories because we're running out, out of time. But I want to tell you like this. Giving your wife quality time is not a nice thing. It, it's part and parcel, I would say, of your marriage contract. <laughs> I mean, it's written in the Ksuva. I'm telling you, quality time is something that your wife needs the same way you need to feel validated, achieved, respected, right? Respected by your wife. She needs quality time. And, and the way you spend the quality time is you stop everything. Phones are off. Don't put it on text or vibrate. Turn it off. Turn it off because you know you're going to be distracted and that's going to drive your wife nuts. So turn the phone off. Give her your absolute attention. Listen to what she has to say. Let her talk. Or maybe you talk. But this is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Because I, I, I have to say that. I know it sounds ridiculous to some of you, but I'm going to have to say it. Meaning that when you're spending quality time, what it means is that, there's no, that it's you and your spouse, not other people around, even kids, not all the people around, spending that time, everything is turning off. You're listening to what your spouse is saying. You're validating what your spouse is saying. You're empathizing with what your spouse is saying, right? I forgot who says this. He says, he says, he says like this. He says that when we're living as a spouse, right? Not to, we're not supposed to live just marriage, not living with the other one. To live the other person, right? To live the other person. Meaning what? Meaning like the Gadolim used to do, right? They used to come to the doctor and say, our leg hurts us. Right? That's because we have empathy. So important, empathy in a marriage. I can't tell you how important it is. And sometimes we have to really, you know, put ourselves into the shoes. This, but this is true, by the way, for both men and women. Both men and women. I know I, many times I speak like this, talking to the men. I'm talking to women also. Very, very important. Sometimes one spouse is very good at talking. You know, you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? In your house, does it happen? You know, your husband might know how to talk a lot about his issues or your wife might know how to talk a lot about her issues. doesn't give you a chance. That's why after you validate, after you empathize, somewhere in the middle of the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, what you need to do is turn to your spouse and say, tell me a little bit about your day. Tell me how you feel. Talk to me. Give them a chance to talk. Listen to them. Don't be so engrossed in yourselves. It's obviously it's natural for us. It's very natural. Finally, I'm so happy. My wife is talking to me. My husband's talking to me. Or I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to my husband. They're listening to me. But flip the table around and say, let's hear more about you. I don't, no, let's hear. Let's hear. And you'll see your spouse is going to start talking. It'll make them feel validated. Quality time is, is, is like one of the best tools. Even though it's one of the five love languages, I would say every marriage needs it. Every marriage needs quality time. Unquestionably so. And then... 
he talks about affection, which of course affection is very, very, very important. So the, the, the point of the matter is, here you have Dr. Gary Chapman, and he's giving you five different love languages that might talk to you. It, it, it has changed people's lives. But it doesn't mean that the other stuff you're doing for your spouse, you should stop. And this is where, again, where I'm calling Dr. Chapman. It's not, oh, I have my love language. They're all important. They're all important. Some of it you're getting, but the one that you're not getting, that's what you feel like you're missing, number one. Or maybe in your childhood, you saw your father not getting it from your mother. You might have seen your mother hasn't gotten it from your father. So therefore, you feel it's missing in your relationship. But figure it out. So Rabbi Greenfield, I, okay, thank you. I, you've helped me figure it out. But what do I do? How do I get my husband to do these things? First of all, I don't think it's a good time right now to do that. I would say Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur right now, we should really focus on being mevater. And of course, these things are important. And I, the reason I say this is because it's a little it's negotiating is a very dangerous game. I think it's important. Don't get me wrong. It's important. But I would say wait till after Yom Tif. I'm, I'm very open with you. I'm, very, I'm being transparent over here. I would say wait till after Yom Tif if you're going to request one of these. And maybe we'll talk about how to do the request. It has to be done very gently, walking on eggshells, because you don't want to attack your husband or your wife. You don't want to attack them because they're going to feel attacked. They're going to feel like, you mean I'm not good to you? You mean I'm, I'm not making you happy? What you could do now is if your husband or your wife, if your husband or your wife does one of these things, helps you in the house, let's say and that's, that speaks your language or connects with you in a different way, let's say they, they spend quality time with you or they're giving you gifts, it's important to say, what, then you can utilize that and say, wow, I want to tell you, I never realized how important this is for me. But this, you know, when you do that, it really makes me happy. It really makes me happy. It's really very important for me. So that's that, ladies and gentlemen. That is that. I have two. Okay, I have really two great stories about this. We're running out of time. Um, what we're gonna do now is like this. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a little. Okay, I'm gonna give you phone numbers here. You can call in. You could text. You can call in or text. Call in or text. If you're gonna call in, you know. I want to hear what you have to say. Positive things about your husband, your wife, what works for you, what's your love language, how this makes a big difference to you, how you got your husband to do it, how you got your wife to do it. That's what I want to hear. If you're going to call in with questions of challenges, please don't do that. I'd rather you just text me the challenges. The challenges your chest. So the call-in number is, and I want to hear from you. I really do want to hear from you. I want to hear what you, you know, your love language is what means a lot to you, how it worked out with you, my husband, or any other comments or feedback. So, and, and we're going to figure out the phones here, Bezal Shem. So the, the, the studio phone number, we hardly have time here. Studio phone number is 718-683-5858. And today is a live show. September 10th, 2015, Thursday. Right? 718-683-5858. That's the number here. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. The text number here for your challenges is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. One more time. The text number is 347-927-8398. Let's hear from you a little bit about these five love languages, about being mavater, about things that you see that have helped you that you can share with others, comments, feedback, or challenges. We're going to take a little break. And as a Hashem, we are going to be back with some of your comments.
Okay, we're back. Here's Rabbi Yitzhak Greenfield and Ms. Mary Family. We are taking your phone calls about this incredible, important topic here. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, I have a question for you. Yes, um, I'm listening. Okay, what do I do for the past five years? My wife, whatever I want her to do, she says, okay, fine, okay, fine. Whatever I want, and I ask her, now tell me what do you want. I, I, I want to tell you, this is, I love the question. I hope everybody's listening to this question. Do, do you hear this? this is, I, I, can't, I love this question. This is a great question. The question is, everything that he asks his, you know, everything, whatever, whatever it is, yes, she does everything for him. She just wants to make him happy, whatever it is. And, and, now, and, 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 and now you want to do, what you're saying is you want to do something for your spouse, and it's like, how do I make you happy? How do I make you happy? Wow, this is great. This is really, really great. So you, you know what I would suggest? I would suggest like this. You know how I always talk about requests, how to make the request? And that is, I would sit with your wife and I would say, I would say to her, I'm so happy. You do so much for me. But you know what would mean a lot for me? Because you want to do things for me? You know what would mean a lot for me? What would mean a lot for me is if you could somehow figure something out that I can do for you. So if you could figure out what I could do for you, that would, that would probably make me even more happy. You figure it out. This is a really great question. I actually, I'm listening to this, and I, I would say we should all pursue such marriages. Thank you for the question. Okay, again, if you have other questions, 718-683-5858. Comments, feedback, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I am getting a lot of texts over here. Okay, let's do this one. At a time. You can also call in 718-683-5858. And I know see some people are calling in. We'll be with you very, very soon. <coughs> we will be very with you very soon. Let's talk about a thing. Rip out page 168 and chapter 12, and then the book is kosher. Oh, okay, thank you very much for those of you. It's a great book. It absolutely is a great book, and definitely, okay. Rip out page 168. Here's a comment from the book, and then the book is kosher. We're talking about <coughs> five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman. Great book. It's of course all in the Torah. 
What do I do if I don't feel any love for my spouse? Ooh, you can talk to me privately. <laughs> okay, call me afterwards, 917-397-2841. And we are going to figure that out. We have some calls over here. <coughs> Hello, you're on the air. You didn't let me finish my question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My question was, what do I do if my wife, whatever I ask her to do, she said, okay, I'll do it. When I ask her, what in the world can I do to please you? Can we go vacation? Can I spend money on a dress? Can I spend money on flowers Friday? She said, no, the only thing I want you to do is to ask me to do something for you. Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. So I, I, I hear you. You, you two have so much love for each other. It's not even normal. So, so here is this. I, I actually maybe you didn't hear, it, but I'll say it again. What it is basically is you can say to her, "You want to really make me happy? Here's how you make me happy. You make me. You make. The same, I hear that part. I hear that. Desire, the same that's desire. She, the same that's desire. That's what she said. Yeah. She doesn't want anything. Anything. I ask her if you're gonna tell me what do you want me to do to please you, I will do it. I'm a Baruch Hashem, I have a shitload of money. I have a lot of money. I'm sorry for my language. I have a lot of money. I have no problem getting anything. Just tell me, what do you want me to do to make you pleased? She said she's only pleased by doing anything for me. Okay, so you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll, I'll enact it for you, and hopefully we'll be able to figure it out. Okay, let's call her, let's call her Sarah, for example. Sarah. Tell me what 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 is it I can do for you? Anything? Any? Uh, oh no, sorry, sorry. She's she's. What what can I do? Nothing. What can I do for you to make to make you happy? Nothing. Just uh, I like doing things for you. Now tell me what it is. Uh, nothing. There's really nothing. I'm telling you, there's really nothing. Really nothing. Okay. So can you do me a favor? I'll tell you what. Maybe if you can find something that even it's not so important for you. Something small. Something small. Something small. Not big. Because I know what's most important for you is to give me. But you know, what's most important for me is to give you. We both have this desire to give to each other. So if you could find something, it's not a big thing for you, something small, something small that's going to make you happy, then that is going to be important and that's going to make me feel good. If you want to make me feel good, give me an opportunity to give you. By the way, I, I want to mention this very important. That is, and that is like this. The most important thing for a man is to make his wife happy. Not my husband, Rabbi Greenfield. <laughs> I'm telling you, every husband. It's most important. And you hear this, this, this. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the call. It's a great call. And that is, it's important. So for those of you who have never such a problem, tell your wife, you know what? Something small I could do for you. Something small, not a big, something small. It'll make me so happy. That's how you will give me. We have other questions here. Other questions and issues over here as far as love languages talk about how gifts is important for me. Yeah, gifts is very important. For those husbands who are, by the way, not giving gifts for your wife, especially now before Rosh Hashanah, it is important, Yom Tif, to go out and to get something for your wife. We have other questions, other phone calls. I'm sorry, I can't take it because we ran out of time. Thank you for calling. This has been Robert Greenfield. Have an amazing week. Ksiva v'chasim